0: Right, I'm breaking in straight away to say breaking news, breaking news, 53,000 plus confirmed cases. So later on in this episode, I talk about the number of people in hospital in two weeks time on the basis of 40,000, that's 4,000. So now we've got 5,000 people in hospital in two weeks time. Brilliant. Anyway, here's the show. Hi, my name is Pete, this is Social Distance So, we have got a big episode for you, episode 204, going to look back at the year and going to preview 2021. And I remember, my researcher remembered this as well, reminded me of it the other day, like the cruel little lion that he is. He said, oh, do you remember when you said, um, oh, we know where this is going, you can go down to one episode a week. Like, because you're a lazy fucker. And, and the justification, and, and, the justification for that was, I said, oh, we know where this is going. It's all fucking going to be easy, this, isn't it? How wrong was I? Mere culpa. Alas, uh, um, the fucking sausage is still not said anything. But anyway, I'll talk about that in a minute. We don't know where this is going. This is a crisis point in the United Kingdom because of the new variant That is a game changer. Now, just a quick uh, note, just to get our ducks in the fucking order here. Number one, we're going to look at the news, right? And we are waiting for the government to say something after days of nothing. Okay. And so if the government says something, I'm going to put it in here. So the sausage spoke and here is the update. Here's the promised update. So they did put a lot of people into Tier 4 today. Over 78% of people in England are Tier 4. Over 21% of people in England are now in Tier 3, including Devon, which is good that we've gone up to Tier 3. Obviously, it would have been better if there was a full national lockdown because we know that only half of the Tier 3 places worked uh, beforehand, you know, and we don't have a great capacity for hospital beds in Devon, So, you know, it's not great, uh, but still better than kicking the fucking teeth, which is what I expected from that fucking sausage. And then the, um, you know, less than 1% of the population of England are in, uh, you know, the lower tiers. Now, also on schools, they have confirmed that the majority of secondary school children are going to go back uh, the week beginning the 18th. So not the 4th and then not the 11th, but a week after that. And it looks like for the 11th, it's going to be the um, year 11 and year 13 students who are the kind of exam year students in England. Um, So they're going to be going back for a week and everybody else until then is going to be doing online learning, which is a bit of a fudge. You know, it's not exactly close well it's nowhere near close all schools um, you know until the end of january which is one of the suggestions that sage was making to them Um, but also though within that there's a bit more of a tightening for schools in various parts of london kent and essex the worst hit parts of those places primary schools and secondary schools are closing Um, until, I think, the middle of um, the the middle of the middle of the middle of January. And very explicitly, the sausage said tonight, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that. So it might be, you know, we don't know if Tier 4 works on this new variant. We can kind of imagine that Tier 3 isn't going to work. And the frustration, of course, with, you know, Devon and the other places in Tier 3 is that it's just a matter of time before we're going to go to tier four. Now, ta-ta, ta-ta, four. Now, on schools, the sausage, I mean, you know, he needs to uh, give the impression that Scores are safe. And obviously, Scores are not safe. Like, you, you know what I mean? It is clearly an open and shut case. Even fucking Debbie Harry's, whatever her name is. What's her name? <laughs> Debbie Harry (laughs) Um, you know saying oh well we've got to monitor it well why haven't you monitored it like until now but anyway we've got to monitor it we don't know whether it's them sitting next to each other breathing all all over each other for fucking eight hours a day sitting next to each 20 20, 29 people next to each other or whether they get it at the school gates oh yeah that's right isn't it or when they go home yeah probably when they go home when they're with their you know even a large family, like they're not going to have 29 people around them. Christ almighty. Anyway, he tried to, um, you know, assuage fears and he got into a bit of a puckle. A puckle, <laughs> a pickle. Here he is.
1: Um, the message is schools are safe. Uh, it isn't, the problem is not the schools. Uh, the teachers, uh, school authorities, parents... They made a fantastic effort to make schools uh, safe places. Uh, the issue is the, the, what happens the spread uh, uh, from, uh, from uh, the, mic, the mixing of households that naturally takes place in schools. That's what we're trying to, uh, to combat.
0: Right, there we go. Let's just get that. Um, get that again. <laughs> he started off on such sure footing, saying schools are safe. And then it unravelled, like <laughs> it unravelled, like a four-year-old trying to do improv. Right? Let get this. Right? This is the bit where he fucks it up.
1: Uh, the issue is the, the, what happens: the spread uh, from, uh, from uh, the, mic, the mixing of households that naturally takes place in schools. That's what we're trying to uh, to combat.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we know that. <laughs> that's why people are saying well, maybe not a good idea. But nothing on masks, you know, so, well, you know, so what do I think about this? Well, you know, again, he does the bare minimum. I mean, again, it's this cycle of complacency that I, you know, talk about in this episode. You know, again, you know, the sage is saying, if you really want to clamp down on this, you do this. And says, well, I don't actually fucking, you know, I can't do that. So I'll just do the bare fucking minimum. So... Unbelievable. And what are we facing? We now have 89,000 plus deaths. It's actually 89,132 deaths of people with COVID 19 on their certificate, including the uh, bunch of people that have died today or the reported uh, died today, uh, 981 of them, right? 981. Unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. Of course, the media are reporting what the government want them to report, which is the 28th day cutoff of people with a positive test. And that's 72,000 now. 72,000. I mean, it's incredible, you know? But the actual figure is 89,132. They're the number of people that have died of COVID 19 in the UK. Like, you know, COVID 19 is on there death certificate and i was right about the old um oxford's astrazeneca wasn't i i bet that's what they were waiting for uh, because of course it was possible like i go on to say in this episode the not fucking idea um <laughs> you know it's, oh yeah yeah we all do have to go to jail 4 but we got the vaccine yeah and so then that's interesting isn't it what sausage johnson said so Right, so we're going to do a little bit of news and then we're going to go into a review of the year and what a year it's been. So the big news really is that there's a discussion in the UK about whether secondary schools especially should open. Now, Independence Age are recommending that schools um, should remain closed until uh, changes can be brought about in secondary schools to make it safer. So as an example, you space out the kids, been saying this like, they've been saying this for ages and they're saying it again. There's no reason on earth why the government will do this because it will actually, you know, uh, lower the chances of the virus spreading in schools. And it seems like they're not really interested in doing that, you know, uh, the government. But anyway, the idea is that you uh, send half of the kids home and the other half of the kids, You can spread them about the classrooms, okay? It makes fucking sense to me. And the kids that are home, they can get online onto the lessons. So they can be part of the lessons, but they're sitting at home doing it. This also obviously includes that you uh, send computers to the children that don't have computers. And you make sure that they can get online, you know? So a little bit of work needs to be done there. As if, you know, if we did have a government that actually gave a shit about schools, then they would have been doing that work um, starting in well March, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And we're talking about January now. So they've had nine months to sort this out. Of course, they haven't done any of that. And that probably won't happen. But having said that, there is a a big political and a kind of health crisis groundswell that is calling for the government to do something about schools. We don't know yet what they're going to do, but um, I'll edit that in now. I've done that, haven't I? I've fucked that edit up, haven't I? Yeah. Um, Now, why is it so important that they do something about schools? Well, for week after week after week, the uh, age that has got COVID-19 more than any other age is secondary school age children. With this new variant, it looks like well, we know that if you've got a uh, COVID-19 with this new variant, you've got three times the amount of the dose in you. Now, there's no reason on earth. I mean, I don't know about the uh, the uh, medical situation, the biology of this, yeah. But to me. It seems weird to suggest that people aren't going to get sicker from it, yeah? If you've got three times the amount of a fucking infection, it seems to me that you're going to get sicker. Yep, it seems to me that the uh, infection is going to reach more cells in your body. I can't quite work out why that wouldn't be the case, but apparently they're saying, well, we don't know yet whether it makes people sicker. I mean, maybe they're just, you know, biding their time, Uh, Or maybe they genuinely don't know, I'm not sure. But to me, it seems like you would get sicker if you've got three times the amount of it. But what we do know now is that that's the reason why people are are getting it and it's spreading faster is because they're giving it off three times more as well. So more people are getting it and we had 41,000 plus cases yesterday. They're confirmed cases. Um, John uh, Campbell, Dr. Campbell, reckons that it's probably about you know double that is the actual figure so that's about 82,000 yep 5% of of your case rate your total case rate are going to be ending up in hospital so that's 4,000 people ending up in hospital in about 2 weeks time Every day, like four. If we continue at forty thousand people getting this confirmed cases getting this every day, then in two weeks' time we're going to have four thousand people every day going into the hospitals, and so you can see very clearly why the NHS is going to be overwhelmed soon. They've stopped elective surgeries in various places. In every uh, hospital in the UK they've said empty your beds empty your beds we need bed capacity as much as possible in every part of the UK there is a, a, a staff crisis um, for doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals in hospitals the reason is lots of people in um, those places have got COVID-19 but also it's the winter so loads of people have got colds and obviously you know, if you've got a cold and you work in a hospital, you're told to self-isolate for 14 days just in case, which, of course, makes absolute sense. But it does mean that we've got a staffing crisis in the hospitals. So soon, and this isn't me speculating, this has been leaked. Soon they are going to deny care to the people that they feel aren't going to make it. OK, it's part of the uh, the management of the Uh, COVID-19 crisis part of the National Health Service management of this is that if the NHS gets overwhelmed then they're going to start to deny care from the people that they think are basically too weak and they will die from it anyway so that's okay they can go and die somewhere else they can't take up a hospital bed they can't take up ICU they can't take up oxygen we're hearing reports in London that hospitals in London are running out of oxygen I mean it's extraordinary absolute moment of crisis and we await um, Boris Johnson as I record this on Tuesday we await Boris Johnson to say anything about it now why the mystery and by the way if I've edited in the fucking bit about whatever he says it's probably going to be underwhelming bullshit anyway so why the mystery why are we waiting well I've got a feeling that they're waiting to hear from the um uh, authority, the vaccine authority that gives the go ahead for the Oxford uh, AstraZeneca vaccine, which we expected that yesterday or Monday, and it didn't happen this day. Expected it this morning, didn't happen this morning. Will it happen tomorrow? Who knows? But I think that they're just trying to bide their time, get their mates in the Daily Mail to write a fucking ridiculous. Headlines saying "Furious teachers. How dare the teachers suggest that schools should close during the middle of a pandemic, whereby the most people that are getting it by age group are children that they're <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. But they think, well, OK, well, you know, maybe we can fucking, you know, beat back the flames of criticism for a couple more days. If when I actually do the fucking press conference that everyone is waiting for, whereby SAGE has been very black and white about this. They've said, shut the schools for January and put everywhere in Tier 4, because anything less than Tier 4 is going to go nowhere near to getting the R below 1. And the R is jumping up above 1, like ridiculously because of this new variant, yeah? We need to get the R below 1. The only way of doing that is to do that. And also... Get the vaccine into as many people's arms as possible, as quickly as possible. Two hundred thousand per week is the, is last week's, the week up to um, Christmas Eve. Um, that's not good enough. That t- that's too small. The uh, Sage has advised the government that we need two million vaccines per week. So that's ten times the amount that we're doing at the moment. Now, that's not going to happen with the fucking Pfizer vaccine. We don't have enough of the Pfizer vaccine. That can only happen with the Oxford vaccine. And we don't have authority to use the Oxford vaccine yet. So I've got a feeling that that's why they're waiting. They're going to say, unfortunately, we do have to go into Tier 4, or what's being described in the media as Tier 5, even tougher than Tier 4. Uh, and we might have to... Whether Will they... Um, shut schools or not, I don't think they will shut schools. I really hope that they do, but I I don't think they will, unfortunately, especially if at the same time they say, well, the good news is you're gonna get vaccinated. Now they've also said today, one thing the government have said, is that 1,500 army people are going to help with this mass uh, testing for secondary school students. Um, across Britain, and the idea is that the kids themselves uh, do the test. Uh, they're going to be like you know supervised by an adult, but the idea is that the kids themselves do the test. I would say, my experience working with um, secondary school kids, there'll probably be about a third of children that will need somebody to do it for them or very close supervision if they do it themselves two-thirds of the kids will be able to do it, no problem at all, yeah? I mean, it's not nice to do it, but of course you can stick a thing down your throat and up your nose. Like, it's not that fucking difficult, you know what I mean? And for two-thirds of children 11 or older, of course they're absolutely capable of doing that, you know? Um, But that means that there are millions of kids that will need support in that process. Um, And 1,500, I mean, that doesn't even cover, like, the number of secondary schools. There's 3,500 secondary schools in England alone, yeah? So you add on another, well, at least 500 schools in Northern Ireland, Wales and Scotland. So that's nice, isn't it? Like, it's some fucking like army dude is going to be like oh yeah well hold on a minute i've got to go up to the secondary school up the road as well i'll be back that's nice keeping us all covid secure there aren't you so and why like all these assholes are just sitting around mucking about with fucking tanks anyway like they're doing fuck all they can why did not just swamp the if you're going to go down that route not that i think it's a good idea you know at all but if you're going to rely on the army, then actually call in the fucking army, not 1,500 of them. Like, unbelievable. Anyway, of course, what should happen is that you should have like medically trained people doing, like, getting out there and giving out uh, the, the test in an actual, like, you know, giving the test, you know? But we don't have that because we went into this crisis with 40,000 uh, too few nurses 10,000 too few doctors, 17,000 too few beds in the hospitals, and only 4,000 ICU beds. The Nightingale hospitals, you may have heard, uh, which was a big, you know, cost massive amounts of money, probably a lot of people, a lot of Tories got rich off it, and a uh, big hoo-ha, you know, thank God. Well, at least we did the fucking Nightingale hospitals, didn't we? Yeah, the only fucking good thing they did, well, We don't have the staff to staff them, so they're being dismantled. Unbelievably, they're being dismantled. The one in Exeter is being used, but as far as I know, that's the only Nightingale hospital in the whole country that's being used. The others are being dismantled because they can't fucking staff the hospitals we have, right? Let alone the massive warehouse with loads of ventilators in it. Do you know what I mean? So this is a right shit show, and it has never been as bad. And this, alright, shit show! And this, um, this uh, old oh, variant, like it changes everything, this, this new variant. Just think for a moment. If you get a dose which is three times the amount of the normal variant dose, right? What does that do for everything we know about the messaging around this? Usually, you get a bleep on your phone if you've been in contact with someone for 15 minutes. Or do they have to recal- recalibrate that so it bleeps after five minutes? Yeah. Usually it's two meters apart, but nobody's fucking doing it. But the idea is two meters apart. Does that need to be widened if the person with the new variant is giving off, expelling three times the amount of uh, COVID-19 into your face? Yeah. So everything, and we haven't even begun because Christmas came along. We haven't even begun to think through these very basic, like how long you're supposed to wash your hands for, like the quality of your mask. You know, we know that the depending on the material of the mask, that has an effect on how much of a dose you're breathing in. Yeah. So throughout all of this, we've needed good messaging and very clear communication from the sausage, and we obviously haven't got that, yep. But now more than ever, we have never had more people in hospitals in the UK with COVID-19 than now. We have never had more than 41,000 uh, uh, confirmed cases in one day. We had that yesterday. It'd be interesting to see what happens today. And you can argue, well, actually, we all know, though, that when the um, you know tests came in, they were only doing the tests in hospitals because they had to prioritize the tests. Well, OK, fair enough. But we, uh, there's a establishment thinking out there now, like, you know, everyone thinks that there were roughly 100,000 people with it every day at the peak. 100,000 new cases every day at the peak. So according to Dr. John uh, Campbell, if you double 41,000, you get 82,000. So that's not too far away from 100,000, okay? And all with all, all of this, we haven't even got the repercussions of Christmas, okay? That's only going to happen in the next couple of weeks. The repercussions of people going around each other's houses at Christmas. We don't quite know what that's going to be because, of course, the kids aren't in school, which is a good thing in terms of keeping the... Obviously, in, in terms of keeping the... Um, virus down and also we don't know because the bank holidays you know uh, sales was very quiet this year so we don't know how much mixing has gone but we of course you know if you've got the opportunity to do it then a lot of people are going to do it no matter what like anyone says so we're just going to have to wait to see what the repercussions are for Christmas But the new variant means that it is only going in one way.
1: Don't tell me I don't work hard. Don't tell me I haven't earned the right to stop, take a breath and enjoy life. Blood's been spilled to afford us
2: this moment now, now, now. Don't tell me I don't work hard. Don't tell me I haven't earned the right to stop, take a breath and enjoy life.
0: Now, now, now. Can you remember the music? Can you remember how it goes? From Home Alone, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ding (laughs) ding (laughs) ding (laughs) ding (laughs)
2: I mean,
1: it goes
3: on.
0: You know, it does go on yes it does go on yes a good 15 not it, like it yes it is like that yes it's roughly it nice exactly though. like that yeah so now looking back on 2020 the reason why i started this podcast is because i wanted an audio chronicling of being in lockdown in march okay so i started the fucking thing didn't i yes and at the beginning, right at the beginning, I was saying, I don't think I'm going to be dying of this. You know, I'm not in the kind of um, top 5% of illest people in in the country. That was my kind of um, justification for it, knowing very little about it. Yep, All of that changed when I saw this excellent Sky News um, report from a hospital in Italy. And here it is. This is night four, and uh, I've been struck tonight by a Sky News report I saw a couple of hours ago by Stuart Ramsey, uh, coming from a hospital in the area that's been hit the worst in Italy. So this is the epicentre of the virus. Uh, it's a well-resourced, you know, essentially very uh, well-equipped, modern hospital which is under immense pressure through a virus that for many seems to be unsurvivable. It's an excellent report, very sobering, very, very worrying. It made me think for the first time that if I get this thing, it's going to be a proper fight. So since hearing that report and that Sky News, brilliant report and Sky News has been all over this. Oh, by the way, Kay Burley, um, I think that's quite an elegant thing that she took six months off after breaking the um, restrictions and a couple of her uh, colleagues did as well, including Beth Rigby, who was at her party. I think she was celebrating a birthday party. And um, anyway, she's got taken six months off because she realizes that she did something wrong, but they didn't sack her. So I think that's quite quite a good call from Skye on that. I didn't mention that, but I thought I'd fucking shoe on it in there. right, so we're going to go right back to the beginning, okay? Uh, 31st of December, 2019. This is the first media report on uh, COVID-19 ever, even before it was called COVID-19. And it comes from a Chinese website, Chinese media website. Um, Wuhan patients with unexplained pneumonia and the location of the disease have been isolated and many hospitals hold special meetings for prevention, control and treatment. Whether it is SARS has not yet been clarified and citizens should not panic. On December the 31st, various hospitals in Wuhan urgently held a seminar on the topic of the treatment of patients with pneumonia of unknown causes in some medical institutions. The 21st century business herald reporter learned from multiple sources that these patients have appeared in the south chinese seafood market in wuhan at present the patients have been quarantined in the hospital where they were treated they have been quarantined at the south china seafood market on-site prevention and treatment however Many hospital personnel said that at present the cause of these these patients is not yet clear and it cannot be concluded that it is the SARS virus uh, rumoured on the internet. Even if it is finally diagnosed as SARS virus, there's been a mature preventation, preventation, control and treatment system before, so citizens need not panic. Now that's a bit of a garbled translation there from Google Translate which I, which clearly doesn't do a very good job at translating um, Mandarin or whatever the language is uh, but you get the sense there that you know they're trying to kind of ease things down but we know where it went now what's the situation where did it come from well we think that it's is uh, from bats and it probably so the bat was the um, oh, what do they call it the the uh, Oh, some fucking name. The bat was the mammal. <laughs> A flying. the bat is the only flying mammal, okay? And the reason why there's loads and loads of diseases that come from bats is that it's the only flying mammal and the effort in flying means that free DNA just zoom around their system like fucking nobody's business. And my researcher is going to be so proud of this bit. He's, like, drilling me on this. Like, like never before. I don't know why he's so into the bat bit, right? He's going got like, talk about the bats. Talk about it's fucking drilling me on this. And I'm fucking murdering it. <laughs> anyway, the free DNA is zooming about and... What happens is that it jumps to an amplifier species, okay? So the bat is the, whatever the fuck, I forgot the name. My researcher knows, but he's probably shouting at the at his radio now. <laughs> and um, But he does go to an amplifier species. Yeah, I remember that bit, yeah. And, and we think that that might be a pangolin, but we're not sure, but it might be a pangolin. And then it then jumped from that amplifier species to... The human species. Now, why why does it happen? It isn't because people were eating bats. That's just racist, like bollocks. It doesn't. It's not. Doesn't work like that. It's because the uh, the uh, tremendous effort. it takes for a bat to fly means that these this free dna is kind of in its system and it overwhelms the bat's immune system okay so that means it's got a immune system that can't fight off viruses so they're constantly swamped with viruses and then that means that some of those viruses can jump into other species and it did and we think it might be a pangolin Uh, whether it was or not probably we'll never know but you know maybe we will at some point but the point is that it got into uh the human species and the rest is history so now we then come to uh you know europe obviously you know international travel means that it just takes a couple of days to get everywhere basically you know in small numbers and then we get the rise, we know this, like we live through it. I've got a fucking 200 plus episodes looking at every fucking bit of this, and I? Yeah! But, uh, you know, we get the uh, circle of complacency. In Britain, very quickly, we get the circle of complacency. We knew at the time, right? We were saying it on this show. We knew at the time that they needed to lock down before they did in the UK and he missed the fucking ball on that. And we know that thousands of deaths could have been prevented if the sausage acted faster. We knew at the time that they needed to be, you know, on the front foot with PPE, with testing, okay? They weren't. On the 12th of January, um, China sequenced uh, the DNA of COVID-19 and released that sequence to the world. Um, 31st of January, the UK had their first case. And then we come into this, uh, this rhythm of complacency that we have, uh, that we're still in basically this cycle of complacency whereby Sausage Johnson, you know, he's, uh, is advised one thing, he ignores it it gets so bad that he then has to do it but it doesn't have the effect that it would have had if he had taken the advice when it was actually fucking given to him okay we've seen this time and time again he went into the first lockdown too late he went into the second lockdown too late you know now we have a crisis on our hands the likes of which we have never seen because it's so much worse in winter because it means that you know not just coughs and colds, but, you know, road accidents and slips and falls. And, you know, the hospitals are busier every single year. If you're not in the UK, you probably don't know. Maybe you do. But the the NHS is on its fucking knees every single winter. There's always a winter crisis. And the idea that, you know, we were this underprepared is is sickening in the first place. But how dare they lose the momentum, the momentum of the summer where like everyone was calling for a zero-COVID strategy to eliminate the fucker, but they did not do that. Instead, they said, yeah, great, celebrate uh, summer responsibly. Go to the fucking pub. Go on your fucking holiday, you know? Ah, incredible, absolutely unbelievable. And of course, you look back now and you look at the graphs and you think, Christ, it was in our hands you know with responsible leadership we could have got rid of this fucking thing so now we are where we are and it goes without saying that of course you know if you're listening to this there's a good chance that you are going to be doing the right thing but we really need to just keep our you know self safe for the next couple of months the vaccine it's really good that the vaccine is here but also, even with the vaccine, that is just everywhere, the um, virus. In some parts of this uh, country, in some parts I've got a friend in Lambeth, it's unbelievable in Lambeth. One in 50 people in Lambeth, in South London, where I used to live until five years ago or so, um, one in 50 people have got COVID-19. So if you're living in a place where it is high, You really need to take care of yourself. And if you're living in a place where it isn't yet high, then you need to think that everybody has got it, okay? So, you know, nothing matters apart from your health. It doesn't matter, nothing else matters. You just cannot afford to take the risk. Well, obviously, if I get it, then I'm toast, right? We all fucking know that, yeah? Obviously, I've got sats of 87, for fuck's sake. But this is not a disease that anyone wants to get it like totally changes your physiognomy inside if that is a word it changes the structure of the heart it changes the structure of the lungs you do not want this disease so please do everything you can to keep yourselves safe just don't see people i mean it's you know quite dull um and it's quite but you know what i've been doing i started watching lost that's good isn't it (laughs) So just watch Lost. It's on Amazon Prime. Unbelievable. It's really good. I think I'm thinking of doing another podcast. We watch Lost. Yeah, We watch Lost podcast. If I do, I'll put a link in the description. I haven't decided yet. Anyway, um, so, you know, we are where we are. It's been an absolutely disgusting, despicable, terrible year. And, you know, there are signs of hope, but I'm not as hopeful as I was a couple of weeks ago because, again, You know, it all comes down to, I remember the episode where I spoke about, it was the first time, this big, like, wait, you know, what's the, it was coming out of lockdown. You might remember the episode if you're a loyal listener. Oh, and by the way, thanks ever ever so much. I imagine it's probably the new listeners who are going back into the archive, but there's a massive interest in listening to old episodes. So thanks for doing that. It's really wicked. And maybe here's a little fucking challenge for you. Can you find this one? It was like towards the end of the lockdown, so when would that have been like, I don't know, May maybe? I have no fucking idea. But it's when uh, Boris Johnson was doing his first, um, you know, like, what What do we do next, his plan, yeah? And I was, because Ireland had got this fantastic plan, right? And I thought, oh, it's going to be like that. You know, they're going to copy that. Of course, they don't fucking copy that. They come out with some cockamamie bullshit plan that has no fucking effect. You know, it's unbelievable. And at that point, on that episode, I said, for the first time, I feel like, you know, there are two uh, stories here. There are two strands. There's the government and basically they can do what the fuck they like now because I do not trust them. And then there is what I need to do to keep myself safe. Yep. If I was to listen to the government, I'd be still in fucking work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not supposed to be shielding. From the government's point of view, there are no shielders. Okay? I'm an essential worker. I should be at work. Fuck that. Because if I go to work, the chances of me getting COVID-19 are far, 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 far higher than if I'm working from home. Luckily, I've got a sensitive and like, you know, intelligent bunch of managers where I work who are quite happy for me not to die. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But from the government's point of view, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, yep. So I have to take things into my own hands, get the cardiologist to write the lovely letter and, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I mean, the, the strength of that letter, you know, nobody's going to refuse your request to work from home with that fucking letter, you know? But it comes back to this thing of, well, you do have to, you know, look after yourself. You know, you can't just go along with what old fucking Sausage Johnson says. But so I'm not, you know, as optimistic as I was a couple of weeks ago. Having said that, there are a couple of things to um, to be hopeful about. And one massive thing. I mean, of course, Biden's success with all of the caveats and, you know, absolutely. I hear what Noel says and. Loads of people say about uh, Biden. I understand that, you know, totally understand that. Um, But of course, there's no question about it. And Noel and everyone else, well, a lot of people would agree that it's much better that he's in the White House than Trump. So that's a huge, you know, relief, basically. And like an opportunity for optimism right there on January the 20th. Um, And the other... Massive thing uh, coming out of this year is the role that science has played in terms of like bearing down on a problem that there was there really wasn't a clear path towards a vaccine. Like this is unprecedented genius work, like absolute genius work from hundreds of people working in collaboration like never before, under obviously incredibly difficult circumstances. Luckily, the money was available in order to do it, yep. And luckily, you know, everything was kind of like in place for them to get on with the work. But, you know, they've done it, they've done it. They've made a fucking vaccine with like massive efficacy, that's the word, Efficacy efficacy <laughs> huge efficacy and um you know you need that in our bloody arms it's not the end because if it's in the uh, population as a whole of obviously if you've got the vaccine you don't actually know if you're vaccinated there's a very good chance that you'll be vaccinated but of course if it's 95 percent efficacy then you've got a five percent chance that you don't have the fucking thing you know what i mean like you're not guarded against the thing So you could pick it up still. So if it is in the community, you still are going to have to wear a mask, you know. Um, But we need, you know, lots and lots of work done by a lazy and corrupt and incompetent government that are just not up to the job. And so, yeah, I'm not as optimistic as I was a couple of weeks ago, unfortunately. Now, there's also another area whereby this year has been an extraordinary year, and here I am optimistic, and I do think that Biden's leadership will make a difference, and we can see that with him choosing Kamala Harris as the vice president, and that's the BLM movement, which really, truly is a global movement. Now, you know, the racism exists in government in the UK. Racism exists in a huge, uh, hugely in British society. You know, not all uh, people that voted for Brexit were racists, but all racists voted for Brexit, as they say. And the Brexit deal, just quickly, is better than no fucking deal, obviously. But of course, it just makes you realise the massive, absolute, catastrophic mistake of Brexiting, you know. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like, now, of all times, to... You know, have this bunch of fucking corrupt con men and clowns and racists leading us out of the EU. Like, now, fuck's sake. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, a, a police department with a bunch of fucking racists in it. And it's like, uh, right now, in the UK, right, in fucking, I think it's Hampshire, or some fucking hellhole in uh, the south of England, Um, And this bunch of fucking racist cops, they uh, have to wait to find out if they're going to be sacked or not. And it's uh, gone to a tribunal and the people are deciding uh, this obvious, overt racism time and time and time and time time again, time and time and time and time again, you've been caught out on and, you know, talk about your Nick Gov like it's fucking there, you know, in black and white. Uh, do you think you should get set for it? I mean, what the fuck, you know? So BLM has started to address that. Of course, you know, systemic racism is going to be here for, for many years, but I do think, and Spike Lee talks about this really well, I do think that something did change this year. So we're going to listen to Spike for a few moments, and then we're going to go into a bit of music from a couple of people that have been right at the kind of forefront of the uh, BLM movement, uh, Dave and Stormzy, who are obviously British artists, and then Childish Gambino, and all of them owe a massive amount to the genius that is Nina Simone.
3: Our brother Floyd was not the first black person to be killed by police in the United States of America. So you have to ask yourself, why did Floyd's murder go worldwide, global? It was the connectivity, if that's the correct word, excuse me if it's not, activity the connectivity of this Bruce and murder and the pandemic. Everybody was home. So people took to the streets. It was a convergence.
0: And do you think that lasts? Or, or could it just go away as soon as the pandemic goes?
3: No it's, it's, no, it's not going away. I think that many eyes that were closed, many minds that were closed have been opened. I think a large, the- part, a large part of the white population had to look themselves differently and how they reacted to the loss of black life. And when they looked in the mirror they took to the streets and said this shit ain't right it has to stop
0: cuz there's a bit of a backlash in this country about black lives matter I know you follow there's football soccer
3: always gonna it. brother man I, there's always I, gonna be a backlash a, a backlash when people fight for freedom that's not did, new did
0: you see did you see the boos at the football at the the other day, when the players kneeled and the crowd booed. And we have politicians in the cabinet of this government refusing to condemn that and saying, well, people's views need to be respected.
3: Anybody that thinks that racism is not not pervasive in the United Kingdom is on crack anyway, or has been in the pub too much, or had too many Guinnesses, so... It's not a revelation to say that there's racism all over the world. That's not news. Come on, they're throwing banana peels on soccer fields, or excuse me, on football fields. Chanting racist stuff. So, I mean, it's not new.
1: Black is beautiful, black is excellent Black is pain, black is joy, black is evident It's working twice as hard as the people You know you're better than Cause you need to do double what they do So you can level them Black is so much deeper than just African American Our heritage been severed You never got to experiment with family trees Cause they teach you about famine and greed And show you pictures of our fam on their knees Tell us we used to be barbaric We had actual queens Black is watching child soldiers Getting killed by other children Feeling sick like oh shit this could have happened to me Your mummy watching telling stories about your dad in your knees. the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. The kid dies, the black of the killer, the sweet of the news. And if he's white, you give him a chance, he's ill and confused. If he's black, he's probably armed, you see him and shoot. Look, black is growing up around the barbershop. Mummy's saying, Stay away from trouble, you're in yard a lot. Studying for ages, appreciating the chance you got, because black is in your blood, and you ain't even got the heart to Black is stepping in for your mother because your father's gone and standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong Black is doing all of the above then going corner shopping, trying to help a lady cross the road to have her walking off Black is growing up around your family and making it, and being forced to leave the place you love because there's hate in it People say you faint the shit, never stayed to change the shit, but black is being jealous you'd be dead if you had stayed in it Black is struggling to find your history or trace the shit, you don't know the truth about your race cause they're erasing it Black has got a sour. Fucking flavor, here's a taste of it my black is all I know. There ain't a thing that I would change in it. Changing it, changing it, changing it, changing it, changing it. My brothers don't die, we just buck I tell you I got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish with just to top it off. Eh, my brothers don't die, we just buck Tell your girl to link me at the coffee shop Getting freaky in the sheets while taking body shots Then I finish with her face with just to top it off Ay. You ain't got a clue, let's be honest I had a couple season made a forest I put in the work and take the profit Looking at my girl like what a goddess Thank God. Rule number two, don't make the promise If you can't keep the deal then just be honest just Be honest. I can never die, I'm Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris. Fuck the government and fuck Boris Yeah. yeah.
2: I gotta carry him. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like, yeah. I'm so dull like, yeah. We gon' blow like, yeah.
2: they try to say it's a communist plot all i want is equality for my sister my brother my people and me you lied to me all these years you told me to wash and clean my ears and talk real fine just like a lady and you'd stop calling me sister sadie country is full of lies we all gonna die and die like flies i don't trust nobody anymore they keep on saying go slow that's just the trouble desegregation
0: So there is episode 204, next episode may be released on um, Friday the 8th of January, but maybe a little bit before then, depending on what happens with the tears and the news and all the fucking rest of it and the fucking figures. But listen, have a safe and wonderful New Year's Eve. Take care of yourselves. Uh, Now we're gonna think of the penguin, okay? It's an extraordinary creature the star of the valentine's day google doodle game a couple of years ago it's a really good game um, the pangler okay think of the pangler one two three walk between the wing blocks you can get in contact via twitter podcasting COVID, or you can email social distance podcast at gmail.com I thank you ever so much i mean it's been an incredible year But it's really good that you've been listening and there. And thank you to all of the people that have contributed throughout the world. Thank you ever so much, everyone. It's not looking good. See you later.